This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Short Circuit. <gasps> no disassemble. No, no disassemble. You're supposed to ask for more input. Oh, yeah. Input. All right. Well, this came out in 1986, directed by John Badham, written by S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock. Took two people to write this. Starring Ali Sheedy, <laughs> Steve Gutenberg, and Fisher Stevens, and others that we will talk about, I'm sure, as it goes along. Um, this was Alex's, uh, so talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. Why did you make us watch this again? <laughs> <laughs> because this one and the sequel I really loved as a kid. I mean, with E.T., I liked it, but I think when I saw it, I was still a bit too young. And this one, you know, that came out later, I saw it in the theaters, so it really hit home. So there's a huge nostalgia factor for me. Uh, plus, you know, I think this this movie started me off on my love of robots. Yeah. You know, Ter- Terminator 1 destroyed it, and then this one uh, restored my faith in robots. <laughs> Rubits. Rubits. Robot. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched this a lot as a kid. I loved it as a kid. Um, I think this, we may have had a bootleg copy of this because i remember watching it a lot the funny thing is i didn't remember anything again when i watched it this time there's a couple things i'm like oh yeah but forgot it but as a kid i know i really enjoyed it uh, but i haven't seen it in like over 20 25 years um, so it was interesting watching it again scott uh pretty much the same as you guys saw it in the theaters i i imagine i loved it as a kid i remember the second movie more uh but all, all the humor as i was watching this movie i, I kept thinking to myself yeah, I probably thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I probably thought that was hilarious too. I felt like this is one of those movies that parents had to just kind of grin and bear. Well, not my dad. <laughs> he loved he it. Did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he still quotes it to this day. I found, I'll mention it in one of my lyrics. There's a I, quote that I say to this day that I did not know it came from this movie. Like it's I was just stuck in your subconscious. Yeah, I say it sometimes, and I had no <laughs> idea where it came from. And they said it in this, and I was like, "Oh crap, that's where it came from." <laughs> yeah, I still, I still quote the "no disassemble" thing, whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're gonna do our list here. So we're gonna just, each one of us is gonna pick seven items we want to talk about: good, bad, or ugly. So Scott or Alex, what's your number? I messed up on the first one. Alex, <laughs> what's your number seven? Uh, let's just get this out of the way. Fisher Stevens, not from India. <laughs> from Chicago. So Hollywood, especially back in, well, you know, before the aughts at least. And even still to this day, it's still a problem. But casting uh, white people in, uh, like, uh, minority roles. Uh, of course, I couldn't tell when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. And- it's but. not even that thing. Like, nowadays, they just take, they'll just convert the character, like the, the whole Scarlett Johansson thing. Okay, it's just, it's a white yeah. girl now. This was yeah. just, no, they had to make up him up and he talked with the accent mm-hmm. and everything. And yeah, that was bad. 
Yeah, I got more to say about that. Jeez, uh, and he's all getting all his... Yeah, his shtick got old real quick. Yep. <laughs> I didn't find him funny as a kid either because I didn't know what the hell he was saying. I mean, I found him as a kid because he talked funny. I mean, I was just a stupid kid. <laughs> well, yeah. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? I thought that was hilarious as a kid, but, you know, not realizing some of the stuff. And yeah. I didn't even know this was played by a white guy until, like, a few years ago. Someone told me. I was like, no way, it was probably It was probably me. <laughs> well, yeah. Somebody told me. and He's the bad guy from Hackers. Yeah, he's the bad guy from Hackers. The plague. Uh, maybe, maybe that's what happened on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know, but... All right, well... Um, I'll go yeah. next then. Um, and I'll just bring this out. The line that I say to this day, every once in a while, is your mother was a snowblower. <laughs> I, I, <Yep. laughs> I don't know. I just, apparently this movie dug in my brain somewhere and every once in a while. It's, that's when I say something, but you know, there's kids around or something. It's your mother was a snowblower. Yeah. I, again, just one of those lines as a kid probably thought it was hilarious. I know I found it was hilarious, and mm-hmm. I there's my number one is something I reround a million times as a kid, and it's not that funny now, <laughs> but I loved it as a kid. Uh, so yeah, your mother was a snowblower, still in my vocabulary. So, so when did when did that happen? Uh, I think I might have missed it. When he's fighting the other robots, and he's like, come, he peeks around oh, the tree, and he's like, oh yeah, that's right, antagonizing. He got him, him in the in the trap. He's yeah. like, hey, yeah. laser lips, <laughs> yeah. hey, laser yeah. lips. Yeah, hey, Laser Lips, your mother was a snowblower. Laser Lips playing uh, the Pantages this Saturday. Not the Troob? Yeah, not the Troob this time. Snowblower Mom is over at the Troob. All right. All right, Scott, number seven. Okay, my number seven uh, is something that I typically bring up during one of these kind of movies where computers play a heavy role in what's going on, and that is the movie GUI. Uh, <laughs> that's my number three. This is again. This is the '80s, so there there is some uh, room for forgiveness here. But some of it's just out and out. Like it absolutely makes no sense how he's malfunctioning. So the font changes like size and fills up the screen weird. And then when he does the "Do you want to be a pepper?" thing, it actually scans as the "Do you want to be a pepper?" like with the slant and and of course it makes sounds like. <laughs> God, can you imagine how annoying? Like, none of us would be working with computers if that's how it actually worked, where you had to listen to a sound every time a keystroke was logged. Ugh. I liked how when he was the malfunctioning, it turned into like a ransom note font. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then the font changed, and ugh, it it bugged me. I just thought of something. Is there a ransom note font? There should be. <laughs> I just use Wingdings. Yeah. <laughs> So that's my number seven. Ridiculous movie, Gooey. Yeah. It's pretty bad. All right, Alex, number six. Number six is Captain Harris repraising his role here from Police Academy. <laughs> it's my number six as well. Mahoney. Yeah. Mahoney. I forgot he was in, I forgot he was in it, and the fact that he and Mahoney yeah. are in this is pretty hilarious. I had no idea. I like he's playing like the fucking same character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except he just he just doesn't say move it, move, move it. it. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, he had that role. <laughs> he did this. He had the same same role in Mannequin. I don't think I've ever seen Mannequin. <laughs> oh, it's going on the list. Yeah. Oh, Control. Starship. 
song at the end. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Was that? Nope. It was just, <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. Oh, my honey. And his name was Scroder for pizza. Yeah, that was, I was fucking rolling my eyes every time I said his name. Who was, uh, I hope it's not on your list. Who was the other guy who was the dork boss? So, oh, he was the bad lawyer in My Cousin Vinny. Yeah. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He was actually, yeah. he was actually, I think he was actually like the best person in this whole movie. Yeah. But what's he from? Because he looked very familiar. Yeah. Maybe it was just this I movie? just told you, My Cousin Vinny. Like this, yeah, okay, My Cousin Vinny, um, I'm, I'm looking up now. So, his name's uh, Austin Pendleton. Uh, yeah, baby. Let's see. Uh, he was in the Muppet movie. Is he the one in Running Man that he stabs with the pin in the back? I think it is. Could be. Um, he was in. Uh, he did a voice in Finding Nemo. Uh, going down here. There's some lots of things. Uh, yeah, there was a different guy in Running Man, but Wise from Running Man was in this movie. Yeah, like he was in Running Man. All right. Yeah, he's he's been in a ton of shit. Anyway, he looked familiar, but I wasn't sure if it's because I watched this movie a lot as a kid, or... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, his known for a Muppet movie, I don't think... I wouldn't remember him from that. My Cousin Vinny, I wouldn't remember him from that. All right. Um, My only thing to add to... uh, My number six is the same thing as Alex. I have... um, I already forgot his name from Police Academy, so I said, the guy who always yells, Proctor! (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, he's just over-the-top bad guy. He was... Kind of late, but it was the eighties. GW Bailey is his name. All right, playing That's the same character as well. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Scott. Number six. Okay, uh, so my number six is, I think. Oh no! So one of two positive things I have to say about this movie. Uh, at, at the end of the movie, I I think there was some decent animatronics going on here. Uh, so, some of it probably took like a long time to set up and actually get the shots right and everything, but like, uh, they, they're doing fairly dexterous stuff um, with the robot at points. Um, having him, uh, like, the, 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 the dance routine, uh, although I couldn't give less of a shit. Uh, <laughs> like, like for, the, for most of it, didn't look bad when they weren't cheating with the camera and speed-ups and yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, there's actually some decent animatronic work going on here, um, especially with the the, uh, the eye flaps. Yeah, like to make him like they they were doing in, like kind of inventive stuff with the eye flaps um, for him to show emotion and to set him apart from the evil robots. So yeah, so I, I'll give them compliments on that. There was some decent animatronic work here. Yeah, I agree. I have a little more to say about this later, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, me too. A Three Stooges bit, too. Yeah. <laughs> it was right. the style at the time. Yeah. Alex, number five. My number five is the combat demonstration at the beginning. As a positive just, or a negative? Uh, kind of both. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty cool, and I remember as a kid going, oh my gosh, these things are this Terminator all over again. But looking back at it now, I mean, they were working okay, but... It, all those robots just look very flimsy. They wouldn't be uh, very good combat robots. Let's just say that. Yeah, all their wires are exposed. And a little bit of water, they're done. So at one, point, cool. yeah. at one point they Plus showed they're that... they're not really... Go ahead. So, so a couple things about that. At one point it shows yeah. them jumping. 
but like I don't, I don't see how they would navigate a lot of different terrain um, for starters and then he defeats one robot by throwing a clump of mud at him like that doesn't seem <laughs> yeah <laughs> it seems like they've still got some things to work out yeah they're prototypes yeah but yeah and and when uh, number five was getting shot up and stuff at the uh, marina he didn't seem too bulletproof yeah mm. he seemed pretty bulletproof he wasn't damaged yeah. he had to repair himself of course he was damaged he wasn't that damaged he had to take off yeah. his arm hey um you said you saw Terminator before you saw this Jesus Christ yeah I know Tell me about it. Yeah, 86. 86, that's around the time Predator came out. I, I know I didn't see Terminator until later. I don't think I saw Terminator until after Predator. Fuck that. I think I'd, that was out of for me. It just it looked scary. I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, whose turn is it? Mine? Yep. Number five. Um, is alive. Yeah. Uh, I have Gutenberg and Sheedy are terrible actors. <laughs> they're, they're both pretty fucking terrible at this. Fuck. I haven't yeah. seen either of these people since uh, you know a, like a Police Academy movie, which has been forever. And I, I've seen Breakfast Club not too long ago. She's fine, but she doesn't do much in that movie, right? She just hang, hides behind her hair. Yeah. Weird. Uh, to 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 be <laughs> fair to to her in this movie, like at least Gutenberg gets to act with other human beings for most of it. Sure. Like, she has to, like, fucking stare into the camera, which I have more to say about later. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, her character just, yeah. It, her motivation, like, her... Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I thought she acted worse when she was with people. <laughs> I thought the stuff with <laughs> number five was fine. It was like when when he showed up or her ex-boyfriend. Was, it was just it was just bad. I was like, ugh. And I just more like... It was more with Gutenberg, because I was a kid, I thought he was hilarious, and stuff like Police Academy, yeah, and Three Men and a Baby, and all that stuff, and it's like, ooh. Who makes Gutenberg <laughs> a star? Uh, I could never be a stonecutter, because... <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my number five, Terrible Actors. Scott, number five. Uh, number five is uh, another thing that I've, I've called out other movies for. There's some pretty fucking despicable product placement going on in this movie. Uh, not only is it like going on in the background, but like they work it into some of the stuff that Johnny Five says throughout the movie. Uh, like, oh yeah, without the commercials. Yeah, all the commercials they zone in. Yeah, the, uh, the Dr. Pepper, the Dr. Pepper thing. Like sometimes they just like linger on commercials for no reason. Like they 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 don't even bother to like work it into whatever is going on in the scene. Uh, like there was yeah he's flipping through the yeah like Alaskan Airlines the the brawny paper towels Arida Duracell gets it he does the whole Campbell soup gag where he hands her the the soup can it's like Jesus Christ like they barely <laughs> yeah like... yeah I agree I, I will say it is set up that he's learned everything by watching TV so. He would know that stuff. Well, the, so the can, the can, egregious than like Man of Steel, where he's thrown through an IHOP and thrown yeah. through a whatever. Well, the can, so the can of soup isn't as bad because they actually try to like work it in. But the other stuff is just fucking lazy. They just leave the, the camera on the TV while while there's real commercials going on. Well, well okay. he can't. I mean, if it was a book, he could just flip through really fast. But 
on a television on video, you got to watch the whole thing. You can't like fast forward. Yeah, I'm not buying the it. Same information. Not buying it. <laughs> I don't like it either, but like I said, at least it's a there's a built-in reason why he would be spouting all these things. Yeah, that's how I take it. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least there's like, it's not completely lazy. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Alex, number four. My number four, I have written down a kids movie question mark. Uh, the answer is yes. This is a kids movie, even though there's no kids in it, like at all. Yeah. But yeah, I loved it, and I think uh, some of the stuff that we're seeing now for that is supposed to be for kids is um, going back a little bit to the '80s, where there's some sort of edge to it, because all the all the military guys are all just running around shooting, you know, real guns. People are in actual danger. Because I've seen some kids movies, man. <laughs> Jeebus H. It's pretty much half the things that uh, Fisher Stevens characters say <laughs> are not meant for yeah. kids. Yeah, so I was, I was going to bring that up. Like mm-hmm. that was a lot of the stuff. Like Scott, you said, like you got jokes. You thought they were funny now, but don't get them. Or you know, they're not funny now, but they were then. There was a lot of stuff that he said back then. I'm sure I didn't get that. I was right, to. I was right. Like, Some of this stuff. I think she's a virgin. Or <laughs> well, at least she used to be. That was about. That was about the only funny one. <laughs> yeah. That's not the only legitimately funny one that he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but there were other ones that, yeah, like, I wouldn't have got. They didn't say they were funny, but I wouldn't have got them as a kid. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but that got old really quick. Mm-hmm. Which leads into my number four, which has been everything about him. Like, that stuff was not funny. It's every time he would mix his things up. And then, obviously, the whole played by a white dude and just not being funny. And he reminded me of our evil neighbor we used to have growing up so <laughs> yeah I don't get talked about that but <laughs> he called the cops on us for playing hockey what a jerk uh yeah Ben poor Ben you're terrible that's it Scott <laughs> number four okay number four is my other positive thing uh the input gathering uh actually really like the the input. the effect the effect of him flipping through all the books uh, and it actually made a lot of sense. Like one of the few things that made a lot of sense, uh, him being able to process all that information that rapidly, because um, there there was there is no interweb. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like Alex said, it was either TV or books, and he plowed right through the the encyclopedias uh, and the dictionary. But despite using the dictionary, he still doesn't <laughs> like. At, at no point is he, is he able to form complete sentences. Dictionary doesn't teach you grammar. It doesn't. But he doesn't pick up on that by listening to other people talk or watch TV. But he, like, picks up on everything else. Well, he's only a four-day-old. He's also yeah, a robot. alone. He's a robot. Age is irrelevant. <laughs> he's not ex-monkey for Pete's sake. Yeah, but, uh... Yeah, no, I just, I like the flipping through the encyclopedia. Plus, I had encyclopedia as a kid, so I probably like that. Aardvark. Was that always the first word in encyclopedia? <laughs> probably. probably. Alright. So it's like the, the old Yellow Pages. The Yellow Pages still exist, where every every shop was called A-A-A-A-A. Yeah, triple A plumbing. Triple A this or triple A that. Alright, Alex, number three. 
Number three is a terrible 80s movie gooey. Not only all the stuff that Scott mentioned, but also the goddamn just the, the war map that they have in the middle of this lab where they have to project the thing from on top. Oh, so stupid. And then they had the same kind of effect on the TV screen in the in the van. Uh, it's just unnecessary and stupid. So I'm pretty sure they had, even in the 80s, they had GPSs that had longer ranges than a mile. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Just saying. Yeah. The movie Gooey, it sucked, but whatever. I'm, I'm, I don't get yeah, you're watching that. Yeah, you watch enough <laughs> 80s movies, you get used to it. But I get more upset still. about keyboard typing that makes like him do stuff. Like When people do that in movies, we're like, really, that's your user control? Is just... No, no, no mouse, no. No mouse, clickety-click. Yeah, I don't know. He's doing everything in, you know, slash command. I don't know. How do you open that thing? And typing in stuff into the black window. Yeah. Even as an Iron Man when... Was it Iron Man? Yeah, in the very beginning when he's getting into the real, the first suit in the desert and he's telling the guy, all right, now hit F6. And then control Q or whatever. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck are you doing, Tony? <laughs> well... <laughs> He probably had to make that keyboard out of rocks too. So, <laughs> in that cave, come on! And he still he didn't have a, a lot to work F6 with. on the keyboard. Real smart. Well, you know, <laughs> it's probably the only keys on that keyboard. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, my no- oh, wait. Where are we at now? My number three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to go back to what I forgot. Who said this? Maybe it was Scott. The effects, for the most part, hold up. I enjoyed it. I thought they were going to be worse. That was one thing I thought I was going to really cringe at. And I thought they were good. There's a couple t- things, like the one when he parachutes. It's a quick shot. It looked pretty terrible. Um, but <laughs> for the most part, I thought it was good. Like, I, See, like this will hold up better than a lot of early CGI movies. Like, and her eye line, at least, was correct because it was actually there and stuff. Um, I was surprised. His eyes, and he said with the eye flaps, I think that worked really good to help show emotion and everything. So... Good, uh, good on them for that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if ILM. I should let's see who did. I wonder if ILM did that. Anyway, Scott number three. Uh, number three. Speaking of eyeline, <laughs> this happens like in the middle of the movie, and I have to wonder if they did some reshoots afterward because it was so fucking awkward. But uh, there's just right in the middle of the movie when uh, Johnny Five gets to her her house on the bay. Uh, there's there's like five or six scenes where she talks like right to the camera and it's terrible like we already we already established there's some bad lines or some bad acting probably some horrible lines like horrible writing clearly um but it, it felt like a reshoot because the robot was not in the scene like it just felt like she was just like talking to the camera which she obviously was but it felt that way um and it just really irked me like it was just really amateurish uh, not not that this was, <laughs> you know, the Godfather or anything, but uh, or Short Circuit Two. Yeah, but yeah, just talking straight to the camera. Like I felt like they they needed they wanted more of like, oh, we need to like have something to make the robot seem more like a dog or something. That's basically what yeah. she treats him like is a dog. Yeah, but that would be her thing because she's in the animals. Right. Right. That, so that's what I'm saying. Like they they wanted more of that, but they didn't have the robot around or something. Oh, I got you. They should have had like 
uh, yellow barrels pop up every once in a while. <laughs> I, I didn't notice those scenes, so that's weird. I mean, but her acting was so terrible, I just maybe I thought it was part of that as opposed yeah. to... <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. Alex, number two. We're flying through this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, number My number two is the, yeah, the great animatronics, like you guys have said. Uh, <laughs> some of the shots were uh, really well done. The robots, uh, I'm assuming, remote-controlled. Wonder if they were radio controlled or how they got rid of the wires and stuff. They must have been radio controlled. Yeah, I think it was it, probably it was like shot. like half and half of like pre-programmed and then radio control for others. Mm-hmm. And, and close-ups, maybe even puppeteered. Yeah, like yeah. You can hide the guy out of the shot. But I gotta wonder how many you know number fives they made because man, they put that thing through his paces. Yeah, so I was thinking about that in the kitchen scene where he's like. It's barrel over himself. I'm like, oh, I feel fucking sorry for the guy that has to clean up the robot after that. Especially if it was multiple takes. Yeah, yeah. That, and then in the chicken coop, and then through a wall. Uh, so, yeah. Great job, Special Effects team. <laughs> you did it. All right. Uh, my number two is, this is I mentioned in our group chat. Scott is usually the one who shits all over the 80s, and I usually defend it. I can't defend it this time. <laughs> Ali Sheedy and Steve Gutenberg have the same goddamn haircut, and it doesn't look good on a woman uh, or a man. Fuck the 80s and that shit. Oh, God. The, uh, the, Gutenberg, the Gutenberg and Sheedy had the same haircut. I think that, that might be my favorite, favorite take you've ever given on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It was awful. I was like, ugh. Oh. Yeah, it looks good on neither. Like, what, what, why was this a thing? Uh, oh, man. Yeah. I think Gutenberg pioneered yeah. it probably with the Police Academy movies. The at least at least there wasn't a bunch of shitty 80s music to go along with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Jeeva fucking soundtrack. So, yeah. like, I, And I, I'll, I'll usually never shit on 80s music. That didn't bother me as much, but just the haircut. I was like, she looked better with all that crap in her hair and Breakfast Club in her face than she did with that thing. I was like, oh, then he just looks terrible too. So there it is. They both have the same haircut. So, it's terrible. So, quick question: <laughs> Who do you think is worse in this movie, her or him? I think he is. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, he's just hamming it up the whole time and just uh, well, smiling in the camera. Uh, I've well, never been outside. I haven't driven before. Well, uh, it was. When he has to do the high five with Johnny Five at the on the mountain top, that might have been the worst scene in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was brutal. All right, Scott, number two. All right, so <laughs> here we go. <laughs> oh boy, uh, they have fucking death laser technology. Yeah, and they've apparently figured out how to do rudimentary but highly functional AI. And the only thing everybody counts, cares about is, like, these robotic frames that they're rolling around on. Like, wouldn't the army, like, shit their pants when they saw that they had death lasers? Like, wouldn't... Yeah. Like, in this world, it's just lasers common somehow, and we just don't know about it? Because they use guns for the rest of the movie. Uh, yeah, it seems like the, the gun laser, or the the death laser invention, would be, be getting much more attention than a robot that could carry it around. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Am I wrong? You just make those portable or get a battery backpack for a soldier to wear those. Jeebus H, they'd wreck shit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but nobody thinks twice about it. Like, 
They, yeah, I agree. They did make one comment when like it escaped, and is laser still armed? Like they do make it seem like it's a bad idea. It's a bad situation, but yeah. So, plus there's, we don't exactly know how strong these lasers are because they can blow up boats, but then they can't go through trees or rocks. Blew up a tank too, didn't it? In the beginning? Yeah, fucking blew up yeah. a tank. <laughs> like, like almost in- instantaneously. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like and then and then the AI thing, like nobody was thinking fucking twice about that either. They're like, oh, these people have figured out these robots can go out autonomously, and start doing shit. Like we still don't have that. We have drones that can kind of fly themselves a little bit. Like that's about it. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, were they autonomous? That was the thing. That's they were controlling them the whole time with keyboards, weren't they? They could they, they could send them commands to do shit, but like the robots were out there. Like so so like when they had the the three robots attracted into the woods, like nobody's controlling them. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So they're able to like right. recognize targets, like adjust, like on the fly of the trajectory, ne- uh, negotiate terrain. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty fucking scary shit. Yeah, they mastered power lasers and AI, but they haven't done like where's my phone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no yeah, <laughs> there's no mobile phones. <laughs> yeah. There's, I did there's like no the GPS arcade style button that turns them down, turns them off. Yeah, I like I like how they were like yeah, so that 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 button's also like underneath the panel, and all the panels were open already. So yeah, that was funny. Oh yeah, they had that little light that actually opens the panel. It's not a screwdriver or a key. It's a stick light. Yeah, that's all. Right. Anyways, all right, number one, Alex. Number one is just Johnny Five himself. They did so much to infuse character into him just, you know, from the overall design of the robot. Uh, it, it just, you know, with the big eyes and he's very naive and everything, learning about life and stuff. And when the animatronics were good, they were really good and they really conveyed his character. And, of course, the, the eyebrow flaps, like we've mentioned before, uh, that he used to drop a wrench on his power button. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, just Johnny Five as a character and as an animatronic, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we keep calling him Johnny Five. I I forgot that's like the last line of the movie. Right. Yeah. 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 Johnny. It must be more from the second one when they call him. Johnny yeah. Five, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the second one is that where they play. Uh, I need a hero. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought when he was escaping the first time, well, here comes that song. Oh, okay, it must be the second one. So the sec- second one's uh, <laughs> Fisher Stevens makes his triumphant return. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Ben and uh, Michael McKean oh, ca- cashing in. Cashing right? in a, yeah. They, they yeah, like, mention him, like, how they're, like, living out in Montana, yeah. And then, yeah, Michael McKean cashing in a paycheck. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, my, my number one, I'll end on a high note. Well, not really. It was a high note as a kid. Now I was just like, ugh. The scene where he's they're in the woods or the desert and Gutenberg says, holy shit. And he goes, shit? Where's so where's he shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, as a kid, I remember rewinding and watching that over. Yeah. And it was hilarious. <laughs> yep. I, I agree. I can't imagine a funnier thing. <laughs> where's he shit? Like, like that, that's on the same level of like, uh, like Spaceballs with the comb the desert. 
We got, yeah, man, so we ain't up. found shit. <laughs> yeah, they said up. shit. <laughs> so titillating, single curse word. Oh my god! I remember as a kid, and then this time I saw, and all of a sudden, like I had, I forgot about that line completely. And then as soon as he said that line, something tricked, like tricked my trickle, tricked, trip, tripped, tripped, tripped. <laughs> my brain was like, "Holy shit! I think something funny is gonna happen." And then he did that, and I was like. Yeah, that was it. Not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just had memories of rewinding and playing that over and over and over again. And yeah, it doesn't hold up. So, But that's my number one. So it used to be great. Now, just a stupid joke. Although this time I did laugh, or I think I got the joke that he, Gutenberg tells <laughs> Short Circuit. I don't think I ever got that as a kid. What was the joke again? About... Oh, like the, rabbi the three priests. And, yeah. yeah. If you throw the money in the air and God gets the... If it, <laughs> whatever money lands inside the circle, he keeps. Whatever's outside the circle, and then the rabbi, whatever he wants, he keeps. Or whatever. whatever yeah. Something like that. It was a, a Jew cheap joke. That's what it was. It, was. it wasn't funny at all, but I was like, at least I get it. Ugh, terrible. But Gutenberg could say it. Can he? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is he Jewish? <laughs> I don't know. He invented the printing press. He's he's a stone cutter. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. Uh, anyway, Scott, number one. Okay, uh, we've already brought this up numerous times, but Fisher Stevens' character is just completely fucking awful for all the reasons we've already mentioned. Um, just a complete one-note character. He's just there to be the, we- the wacky foreigner, uh, let alone the... Like the... <laughs> They put the makeup on and had him do the shitty accent. And he's supposed to be like a genius. Like you understand getting one or two things wrong, but he's just constantly spitting out shit. And ah, it was just it got old really fast. Like I get that they needed something for Gutenberg to play off of for for his little adventure side his side adventure, but it was just fucking terrible. And then he shows up again in the second movie. Like a second goddamn time. The star. Like, oh, man. Well, Johnny Five is a star, but still. Yeah, I have to believe either A, Gutenberg and Sheedy turned it down, or B, they didn't want them because they cost too much, and so they got the cheap guy back. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with B there. Yep. Yeah. Although the second one did take place in New York, so probably cost more to film. Wait, but did it? Go, we're back, go back and watch it. It's probably one of those movies that, as a kid, we didn't realize that there's like two wide shots and then the rest is just filmed in a lot somewhere and you yeah, just probably. think it's in New York. That's yeah, very possible. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. They were in Detroit or something. Yeah. Um, are you done? Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Like, all the things we said. And it was just super grating, especially by the end of the movie. Okay. I'm Maybe. just looking at a. Uh, Steve Gutenberg's career here, and he doesn't really have a career. Well, not anymore. No, but did he ever? It says Police Academy. Police Academy well, yeah. 2. I mean, he Cocoon. rode the high of those for a while. So, so he did uh, Academy the 80s, 3. Pretty much. He did three Police Academies, right? Not four? No, he did four. He did four. Yeah, so he did those three, and then Cocoon, and then something called Bad Medicine, which I don't remember. Then Short Circuit, and then... Some other stuff I haven't heard of. The Police Academy 4. And then it, it's a bunch of stuff. Then Three Men and a Baby. Cocoon the Return. 
Do you remember that movie he did where he was like a cancer patient and he gets better? It was like a comedy. It wasn't funny. Funny people? <laughs> it's not funny people. Oh. Yeah. Good anyway. Word. A star we do. All right. Anything else to add? Any honorable mentions? Uh, let's see what I got here. Uh, uh, Ali Sheedy's house must have smelled like shit all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yes, you're exactly right. Jeebus. She probably has rabies, too. Yeah. Yeah, raccoon know, from her hands. A tapeworm in there. <laughs> probably. Oh, shout outs to the fake rubber baseball bat because it's the one <laughs> yeah. that makes the, the T-bird. Yeah, I noticed that, <laughs> yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, the firebird. Uh, and do you think she was neighbors with the Goonies? I thought about that in the one shot when they go back to the house. I'm like, that's the same <laughs> yeah. place. Because yeah. I don't remember when they said that Goonies is definitely Pacific Northwest, but I forgot exactly. I think I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Oregon somewhere, too. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. she definitely says they're in Oregon here. So I think they're neighbors. Um, so uh, I don't mention to the horrible fucking font that they chose for the credits in the beginning. <laughs> There's some terrible kerning going on there that made certain letters look like like used instead of like having spacing between like and I get it they're going for like the the high tech yeah and it just didn't work at all um, so there's that um, I like how this this robotics company well, I guess they were they were probably defense contractors I don't know um, they had a like the security force had fucking APVs, like light tanks. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just because uh, there was that, there was the there was the IQ joke. I thought I thought Jeff would mention that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, you guys are the one that say that all the time, not me. I actually thought about you guys. I thought you all got that from your dad, Jeff. You know, I do remember him saying that when we were at Magic Mountain, but <laughs> I don't. I, I've always heard you guys say it. So I think. Well, it I think. Rome- well, so I think Romero's the one that always does it. But we thought that he got it from your dad. At least that's what yeah, I thought. Maybe. All right. Maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe just took coincidence. Okay. My dad sure as hell didn't get it from Short Circuit. <laughs> you sure about that, Jeff? Yeah. Now they say, I do remember my dad saying that when we were at Magic Mountain or Universal Studios to some kid, and then. Yeah, my brother probably told you guys that story, and then it kept going. On. It's funny <laughs> you said that because I thought about everyone saying that, but I. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, so there's that. Um, I guess we should, people, that's up. When you flip off the bird, my dad says, what is that, your IQ? Yeah. That same thing happens. Yeah. Uh, that, just to go back to a little bit on one of the points I made about the death lasers and the AI, like, Kutenberg is constantly, his character is constantly being threatened with being fired, but he fucking came up with AI and a death laser and a robot. Like, I'm pretty sure he could find another better job somewhere else. <laughs> uh, Without building death machines. Yeah, yeah. So, so I thought that was weird. And, oh, uh, speaking of which, uh, death machines. Uh, shout outs to Johnny Five hacking the other robots by just waving his animatronic arms up and down in front of some wires. Yep, <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, and then finally, the <laughs> the horrible '80s song at the end. Which I barely listened to, but it sounded exactly yeah, like Jesus. like something that played at the end of one of the South Park episodes. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's yeah. Uh, quite a few HMs here, but yes, uh, that's it for me. 
Alright, I have none. It took me enough time to get seven. <laughs> Alex? Uh, I just said mine, too. Uh, interrupt this guy every once in a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alright, well, let's rate it on a scale of one to seven. One being the worst thing ever. Seven being perfect. Seven. Oh, God. Just kidding. Six. Right, right, Alex? No. It's not going to be below four. We know yep. that. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, is it four? No, it's oh. mostly because I'm writing a really nostalgia high while I was watching this movie. Oh, Please. God, Alex. Not not really fair, because I was watching it with the boys, too, and they loved it. Oh, okay. I was going to ask about that. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. So they liked it. Yeah, they liked it. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a four. Okay. That's right. Um, it's still a four, but it's still better than North by Northwest. Not even close. Any, um, <laughs> so, yeah, this was hard for me just because I loved it so much as a kid, and I really disliked it now. But it's not Dune, and it, it's not a bunch of other crap, so uh, I will never watch this again. <laughs> so, based on that, a three. Less than average. Normally, it would probably be one or two, but since I did... Give me some enjoyment as a kid. I can't drop it lower than that. It's a three for me. Scott. So normally I'm all about nostalgia. And I go back and watch these things. And I I typically still enjoy them. Uh, This one, though, just not at all. I mean, it's possible because I've had like a a rough week at work. And I'm sick and other factors. But I just was not feeling this at all. Um, and, And even trying to be fair to the whole... Well, you know, the kids would like it. I I still can't. <laughs> I still can't make myself bump it up any higher. Um, and then finally, so you you mentioned Dune. So Dune, I got like actively angry, and 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 in a way, there's there's like an entertainment value to that. Like <laughs> to yeah. to be able at least coming after the fact, being able to talk about it on the podcast. For this though, I was just irritated the whole time. Um, but but I. You know, I just wanted it to be done. Uh, so I'm giving it a two. Yeah, I predicted right. All right. To be fair, at least this was a quick movie. Dune was not a quick that movie. That is true. I, I will give this I give this high marks for being an hour and a half. Yeah. It's super, like, yeah. That's one of the few saving graces on this thing. And I, I'm with you, Jeff. I don't need to ever see this again. <laughs> All right. Hopefully, Alex, you have to watch it a bunch because your kids like it. But yeah, you're okay I with probably that. will. So, yeah, I am. So I can see, I can see though being entertained by like with your kids, like being entertained like vicariously through your kids, but not enjoying the movie. <laughs> that I, I still can't. But I would say, okay, if like I've watched some of my niece and nephews' cartoons, the shows they had to watch, I would rather watch this with them than Vroomies. Right? Or yeah, or like or like so. yeah, like sitting <laughs> through like an hour and a half of this versus an hour and a half of like Peppa Pig. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's a no brainer. <laughs> like yeah, I would take this, but. Given, you know, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, so now onto our crossover topic, which is what, Alex? Uh, meaning, meaningful lightning strikes in entertainment. All right. Well, why don't you lead us off here? Oh, shit. I accidentally closed my list. <laughs> One second. But I know my number five, and my number five is the. Yeah. Comic book character Shazam. Okay. It's a, as a Billy Batson turns into Shazam, he calls down the lightning and he turns 
into a big superhero. Not only that, but he can use it as a weapon because when he says Shazam, he's fast enough to dodge it and whatever is in the place where the lightning is going to strike gets just fried. All right, quick, Alex. Is, what, is, what does Shazam stand for? Oh, shit. I don't know. A bunch of stuff. <laughs> I know what it stands for. Stands. It's all the gods' names. Zeus, Ark, uh, Mercury. I don't know. But it's like actually that. not all. It's like it gets weird because it's like the wisdom of Solomon. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's all over the fucking place. <laughs> okay. yeah. I had Zeus right. Strength of Hercules. <laughs> um, okay. Well, mine is going to follow into that, except mine's a better character who strikes down, who summons lightning to become powerful. And that'd be He-Man. Oh, Intro. oh damn it. Yeah. It's good. There you go. Every time he has the power, raise the sword, becomes He-Man. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia. He-Man. So there it is. Dun, 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 dun. The, the scene they could, every dun, single dun, week, they could dun, save money dun, by doing the same dun, animation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Once or twice an episode. And everybody runs towards the camera. And then everybody jumps. <laughs> All right. Scott, number five. Uh, my number five is Caddyshack. Oh, son of a bitch. This is my number four. Yeah, okay. Honorable mention. The, uh, the old, uh, is he, I forget, is he a cardinal? Bishop? I think so. Yeah. He's definitely a priest. Yeah, but he's having, like, the, the golf game of his life. And, like, the storm's blowing through. And, like, he can't even get a regular caddy, so he's got Bill Murray <laughs> caddying for him. And, like, the wind's, like, blowing the, the ball into the hole and stuff. And he's just about to shoot, like, the perfect game. And then, yeah, gets struck by lightning. Rat farts. <laughs> and then he gets struck. <laughs> and Bill Murray just, like, runs, like, does that weird, like, shuffle <laughs> off the screen. <laughs> he doesn't run for help. He just kind of, like, panics and runs. So, you know what's funny is I thought of Caddyshack, but I thought the other guy who always get No, oh, never mind. I'm thinking of the great outdoors. Fuck. All right, that's my honorable mention. <laughs> okay. Wait, in, in uh, Caddyshack, there's not a guy who always gets struck by lightning, right? No. Yeah, see, I got him confused. I'm thinking of the great outdoors. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Alex, number four. Uh, Caddyshack. Okay. All right. Um, Jeff, my, number four. All right, my number four, and it. I may have the wrong movie. I have Jason Takes Great Manhattan. Outdoors. It's, it's, it's Friday the 13th. And oh, Jason, my number three, you son of a bitch. Is it Takes Manhattan, though, or no? It's when the guy it is like stabs, five, I know a, that. A, stabs, a, a, stabs a metal pole into his grave, and then a lightning <laughs> strikes the pole and re-gives re life to Jason Voorhees, and he comes back and kills more teenagers. That's right. <laughs> that are, that, that they vacation on a sewer cargo ship for some reason. Yeah. It's probably not Jason Takes Manhattan. That's for some reason I have that in my mind. It's probably Jason lives or Jason returns or Jason's dead again or Jason goes to hell. Jason goes to space. Jason goes to Hollywood. Jason and the Argonauts. It's one of Jason, those. Jason goes to Lightning Town. Yeah. But it was pretty damn terrible. It was some stupid kids going, I'm going to stab his grave. That'll show him. Oh, speaking of which, they did a life-size statue and they put him at the bottom of Lake uh, something or other in the Midwest. That's I just saw it on the news. I know, <laughs> but it's also really freaking cool. But it's like a life-size statue and it's got like fake chains and everything and the hockey mask on him. Oh, it's awesome! That's morbid as hell. <laughs> All right, Jason Scott, number four. 
Alright, uh, my number four, and probably stealing this from Alex's list, uh, Kung Fury. Oh, damn it, no. Uh, Kung Fury simultaneously gets struck by lightning and bit by a cobra. <laughs> Thus giving him his powers and becoming Kung Fury. Enough said. Mm-hmm. forgot about that. That's a good one. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, Alex, number three. Is that Jason? Yeah, that was Jason. All right, sorry to steal that. Well, hopefully I'm not stealing That's this funny. one. Um, I have a bunch of moments with, involving Thor throughout the movies. Thor! Specifically, specifically in Thor Ragnarok, when his dad comes and talks to him in his mind, and it's, you know, you're not just you're not god of hammers, you're the god of like, thunder, and then sticks out the hammer and just beats the crap out of Galadriel. It's pretty badass. <laughs> so, and then in Infinity War, more lightness. Anything with Thor and lightning is pretty dang cool. Mm-hmm. So, there it is. There's my number. Uh... Oh, light the bastards up. Crap! I just thought of an awesome one that I won't say because you guys maybe on your list. Um, but anyway, that's my number three. Scott. Uh, my number three? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, it is Army of Darkness. So right. so just as with Jason, it is a lightning strike that brings back the the head. So I was a little, I'm always, I'm still a little confused on this point. Like <laughs> the, the evil Ash gets brought back to life, basically. It was kind of his weird clone from the little thing that crawls in his mouth. and Yeah, and he just separated like a cell. Yes, but it, it is an eventual lightning strike that, that lands, that, that does the... Whether the lightning was like sent by some higher evil power or whatever, but uh, yeah, it's lightning that, that does the work and brings back the, the evil ash. Cool. That's nice. a good one. Yeah, it is. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is a Simpsons episode where Homer gets locked out of his house and he seeks, he grabs the largest piece of sheet metal he could find <laughs> and he hides under the largest tree and then a lightning bolt <laughs> hits the branch and he makes that branch into a light uh, wonder bat. <laughs> Forgot about the how wonder bat came to be. God damn, oh man. Can I... <laughs> Switch your number two to Wonder Man. No, I was going to say it's in the natural, but whatever. Too late. Yeah. All right. Well, you can always change it, but my number two is Frankenstein or Frankenstein. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Nice. It's uh, I honestly haven't seen this in a long time, but it's probably one of might be the most famous lightning strike, I guess, besides Ben Franklin. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Lightning, Dr. Frankenstein's whole experiment, lightning strikes the tower or whatever it is and creates the monster. So there it is. Frankenstein. Nice. Scott. Uh, number two, okay, so you guys are free to call bullshit on this. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, The Empire Strikes Back and the, the uh, badass murder-suicide that uh, Darth Vader uh, enacts on... The Emperor... Return, return of the Jedi? Jedi? Oh, did I say... Shit. I meant return. God damn it. Yes. Retyping... Shit? Where's he shit? Uh, return <laughs> of Jedi. But yes, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. L- l- lots of lightning there. There is. Honorable mention oh, for me. I'll allow it. 
I didn't specify it had to be natural lightning. Also, 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 my number two is uh, natural. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damn it! All right, that's that's a good one. Like I thought about it, but it's not like real lightning, and I'll say that for yeah, lightning that comes from fingertips, like radiant. Yeah. So, so we do our top five, <laughs> yeah, top five lightning from fingertips. Yeah, there it is. Whenever we do the Mortal Kombat movie. I can, um, think, I can think of three mm-hmm. off the top of my head, including the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Damn. Uh, and then... And, um, Big Trouble in Little China? That's the one I'm trying to... Yeah. All right. Alex, number one. Number one. Gandalf versus the Balrog. That scene is so cool. It's mostly just, you know, a flashback. But at the very end when... That. Uh, what? You don't remember that? No, I forgot about it. Where he raises the... He casts yes. the spell and he raises the sword. Lightning hits the sword. For a temp- temporary plus five electric buff on his sword, <laughs> and more than plus five. Stabs. That was a shocking burst, man. Okay. That's an extra. <laughs> that's an extra two d eight on a on a critical hit. Oh, you're right. Right into uh, critical hit into the Barwag's uh, heart, and then I smote his ruins upon the mountainside. I was just gonna say that, Scott. God damn you! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only time I've heard smote in a movie. It's fucking that the whole like fog scene is fucking awesome. He's like mm-hmm. fucking he's start a movie. Like fucking grab he's like grab on and just like fucking hit him with a sword on the way down. It's so fucking yeah. cool. And then when they're falling into that massive cavern. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it starts off you're just like, oh look, they're showing some pretty mountains. Yeah. <laughs> and then it show and then it shows uh Fredo crying again and Yeah. <laughs> I always like that in movies where they replay a scene that you know, then all of a sudden it, it goes exactly like you know it, and then all of a sudden something changes where you the POV switches. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Show the other side of the coin. Right. Like, I, I don't know if you guys have watched Cobra Kai yet, but it starts off with the, you know, finish him, body back, and he kicks. But instead of the celebration, you go to Johnny's point of view, you face on the mat, and your life turning to crap. That's <laughs> cool. I like that. Ooh. All right, uh, my number one is Back to the Future, lightning striking oh, the clock nice. tower. The sinning Marty and his 1.21 gigawatts. What the hell the is future. a gigawatt? <laughs> Great Scott. Gigawatt, but uh, yeah, it, that was pretty. That was the first one I thought of. Actually, I thought of that before Frankenstein. Lightning. It's a huge plot in the movie, and uh, there mm-hmm. it is. Back to the Future. Plus, the flying DeLorean gets hit by a lightning again in the second one. Yep. Yeah, it's true. But I like how this led up to it, right? Like, that's yeah. the whole thing. So. All right, Scott, number one. Um, same. Back to the Future. Also the very first one I thought of. Okay. Always. Yeah, pretty infamous. All right, I have uh, two honorable mentions you guys already said. The, uh, Emperor Luke and... Well, I had Caddyshack, but I meant Great Outdoors. So I guess you didn't mention that one. And the one I thought about, we were talking about Thor, uh, when Storm strikes Toad. <laughs> I, that did that did occur to me, well, and I did not want it on my list. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If I would have thought of it earlier, it would have been on my list. Just for It's one of the most memorable. It may not be good, but yeah. it's memorable. Yeah. You know what happens to a Toad if it's struck by... You know, it's, I think I've told us, I've been reading old X-Men comics, and God, every time she shows up, I'm like, I keep... Hearing that stupid voice and that stupid saying. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. I always hear now in the voice that she had in the cartoon. Uh, 
pretty legit. Aurora Monroe. I, I was say I never knew. Her. I mean, I would say her name, but don't really uh, until you read it as Aurora. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. What the hell? O R O R O. Yeah, Aurora. 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 <laughs> It's, it's like Scooby-Doo saying something. jeez. Oh, <laughs> like, if I hadn't heard it said, and if I was just reading it, I would never would have came up with the way they pronounce it in the, in the movie. Yeah. Aurora. Yeah, now that I think about it, I think I kind of remember reading it like that, too. <laughs> yeah, we're going, oh, Aurora. So I just did a quick Google on Aurora Monroe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Don't do that at work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not well, at work, so... Yeah, uh, it's not Aurora Snow. <laughs> also, don't look that up at work. Anyway. Nice. All right, any other honorable mentions? No. Uh, the Matrix lightning gun that kills uh, Joey Pants. Oh, yeah. Okay. Believe it or not, you're still going to burn. <laughs> Didn't say it quite like that. <laughs> yeah, I think he said it. It was like it's Woody like... Allen was holding it. <laughs> You're still gonna burn, you know. Oh my gosh! All right. Uh, well, it's time. Oh, do we have any uh, listener feedback this week? Yeah, William Grimwood coming through. Nice. And uh, now we're back on a semi-regular schedule, as was tweeted out. Uh, we can send out warnings again for lists because we've missed them. <laughs> Trust me, we've missed them. And. Uh, William Grimwood's is number five. Oh, he gave us Short Circuit a four simply due to the fact that I haven't seen it in over 20 years. I think your score might go down a bit <laughs> if you watch <Yeah>. it again. <laughs> Don't watch it again. Keep that vivid, good memory in yep. your brain. Don't. Yep. Yeah. We do it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, his number five is Friday the 13th, part five, lightning strikes that brought Jason back to life and turned him into an unstoppable monster he's been known as since. Uh, number so, four, Return wait, of the so Jedi. Five, wait, five? Do you know what that the title is? That's not Manhattan. Manhattan came later. Okay, go ahead. I'll look it up. Yeah. Return of the Jedi with Palpatine uses lightning on Luke. Yeah. Teeth. Uh, you might have... I think Jeff might have remembered this one because it sounds like a WWF thing. But he says, quote, In Your House, 1996, The Undertaker versus Mankind. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. No. In a, <laughs> this sounds awesome, though. In a buried alive match, the Undertaker lost the match and was buried in a grave. But just when it seemed to be over, a lightning bolt struck the tombstone and the Undertaker's hand emerged from the grave. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> and, sounds pretty terrible, but yeah. yeah. And it's amazing. That's <laughs> Paul Bear. <laughs> Whoa. Is number two is Frankenstein. Well, it's no longer as amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's been the go-to way to bring life to the dead since its creation. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And number one, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, nice. Yeah, when Thor lets loose against Hela. Ah, oh, same. All right, cool. Yeah. Hela, Hela, Hela. mention to Avengers Infinity War, it was basically just like Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. Thank you very much, William. I like your list. Yeah, That's I good. don't remember that. W- in your, I've never seen it in your house. Maybe I should go watch that next time I sign up for yeah. WWE Network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, thanks. Uh, it's time for Neem New. I mean, no, it's time for Alex No Sports. <laughs> I'm Alex, and I like sports. So the World Cup is almost here, and you know, but the best part of the World Cup is already here. Oh, what what is that? 
It's uh, all the posters art for all the teams. Ooh, do tell. Yeah, they look pretty damn amazing. So yeah, they 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 went some with some abstract stuff with some of the guys, so it looks creepy because they're just made out of people. <laughs> uh, but most of them are pretty freaking sweet. I'll link it to you guys, and uh, we'll probably uh, Twitter, Facebook link it so everybody else can see it. But it's pretty awesome. I'm a sucker for this stuff. And the World Cup's probably the only sport that I actually watch seriously, so. What? Yeah. What? And the Olympics. Okay. There you go. The <laughs> guy from Croatia has got the crazy eyes going. So he's, uh, William said Jason 5, and I said takes Manhattan. I don't think it's either of those. I don't remember. Is it? This it's is... the one where, wasn't it 3? No, that's the first time he shows up is in three, isn't it? Or is that two? I thought it was two. Maybe anyway, this, was, maybe this was is five. Jason lives. He the at least what I'm talking about, where he gets the pole gets stuck in. Yeah, him and where struck the, by the kid like wants revenge. He's like, "You ruined my life." Blah blah this and that, and he's just beating on the corpse, and then he shoves the rod into his heart. Yeah. So this says that's Jason lives, which is six. I don't know. Maybe it's a different number in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Correct that's me if I'm wrong, William. I remember because that's the one where he fold Jason folds somebody in half. Yeah, that happens in every movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, it's time for Neem News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Scott? Okay, sorry. <laughs> long, long week. Long week. <laughs> um, yeah, seriously. So, uh, just a uh, few things here. Uh Quick review on the rec- the most recent version of Murder on the Orient Express, which I caught the previous weekend. Uh, the uh, s- starring and directed by uh, Kenneth Branagh as the Hercule Poirot character, and a generally star-studded cast: uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, Dame Judy Dench, um, Daisy Ridley, and others. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is a uh, murder mystery, and again, based off of something that's been done before in books and other movies, uh, probably a few made-for-BBC things. Uh, but I generally liked it. Um, it's a cool setting. It takes place in the mid-30s on a train almost exclusively. And uh, all the characters are are colorful, and it's well shot, and uh, it, the whole thing um, moves along like a more like a stage play than a traditional movie. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. If you're if you don't, I I honestly have not seen the other ones, so I don't know if it follows the same plotting as far as the the whodunit part of it. Uh, but yeah, again, I recommend this. Uh, it's a fun watch. Who did it? Colonel Mustard. The train. Train. <laughs> it was the train. Yeah, it was the Orient Express. Uh, did, did the inspector jump out of the train and then suplex it while it was moving? <laughs> he would have, but he but he hit the wrong button combination. Oh. As he's wont to do. <laughs> um, I remember uh, a <laughs> long time ago, it was a, a made-for-TV 
movie where it was some kind of uh, you know murder mystery. And my parents were we had two TVs in the house. One was in their bedroom and one was in the living room, and they were watching whatever in there. So my dad um, in the used the VCR in the living room to record that show. And I had nothing else to do, so I just watched because that's all I could watch was what they were recording, <laughs> and I watched it. And my dad came out to get it, and I'm like, to get recording, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh no!" Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I think you're gonna like it." And I just flat out said, "Who did it?" At the end of the movie, I had no idea we weren't supposed to say those kind of things. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this guy did it, <laughs> and he's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> and I hear him go in the other room. Well, there's no sense in watching it. The boy just spoiled. Well, we didn't say spoiled back then, but. Ruin the movie. <laughs> does 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 your dad still give you a hard time about it? No. Uh, okay. It probably wasn't that big of a deal, but at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should probably ask him if he remembers that. I'm sure he doesn't. Yep. Okay. Um so yeah, recommend. And then uh some some brief video game news. Oh uh, yeah. So we're getting close to E3, at least, as of, of this recording. Um, Too close. Uh, things are starting to be announced or leaked. And we're already off to a strong start with a couple of things. Uh, there's a, a new Fallout uh, mm-hmm. called Fallout 76. Um, there's been a lot of... <laughs> yeah. There's, there's been um, some, some speculation. I don't think they've officially announced what the gameplay is supposed to be just yet. Although I, I saw something today about how uh, Bethesda had done that thing uh, that they, they do for the major games uh, during E3 and basically plastered the Pip-Boy over a couple buildings, uh, so which means that this is a serious title. Like This is supposed to be a AAA yeah. title. It's going to be uh, the next one in the series, pretty much. Well, f- so that's just it. From, from all accountings, it's not going to be like, Fallout 5 or Fallout 4.5 or whatever. Oh, I thought they were going to just skip the, you know, numerical naming convention and just go with Vault. Just go from like, from, like, the iPhone from 8 to 10 or whatever to that bullshit. Or Windows did the same thing. Um, no, 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 no. Like, the Vault 101. I think the idea behind this one is more of, like, a like an MMO, like a Rust or something like that. Hmm. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely learn more about it soon. But it's definitely supposed to be a major title if they're going to fucking plaster it over buildings around downtown LA. Um, so that's interesting. I did, I did, yeah, I did a little research on this and I guess vault 76 is the first vault. It was a control vault right, pretty much right. in the, in the story. So it was the first one that opened after like the great war had ended. So I don't know. I, I don't, program. I don't know if it was the first one that, that, that opened, but it was supposed to open 20 years after. So very well yeah. could have been. So that, that's one of the interesting points is that, um, yeah, the, the game is supposed to take place 20 years after the bombs went off, um, and it's and, the, it'll be in Virginia too, uh, like in yeah. the mountains. Um, so, so be chronologically, it would be the first you know Fallout game officially. Yes, yes. Um, so in the in the story in the Fallout canon, yeah, that is, yeah. And the, like the, the teaser that they had, uh, there was some more Ron Perlman talking. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Maybe we'll learn about, more about that little character. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, Fallout, new Fallout. Uh, I'm a huge Fallout fan. Um, and as many problems as I had with Fallout 4, I definitely put uh, more than uh, my fair share of hours into it. Um, so, yeah, I, I look forward to this. I am a sucker. 
the other the other big news was finally, and it wasn't really a surprise, but uh, Nintendo finally announced a Pokemon title for its Switch. Mm. Um, and it's going to be, from understand, like a free to play, uh, and it's going to be kind of a rehash of the original Pokemon. Uh, but they showed uh, trailers where you like throw the controller to throw the Pokeball. And they're actually releasing, and I, this is actually kind of cool, um, a Pokeball controller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, again, you could throw it like you would. and uh, I hope there's an option that you don't have to throw. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, remember, remember when the Wii came out with, uh, with those weak straps and people kept breaking yep, their TVs? that's awesome. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's finally coming. Although they've said, like, the... The real like next Pokemon game, like the the one that will be the next one in the series, uh, won't be hidden until twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah, I, guess I think they're gonna release the upgrade to Sun and Moon pretty soon, right? If it hasn't already, I don't know about that. I I didn't get yeah. the last Pokemans. Neither. Uh, I haven't gotten them in forever. So, uh, but is I mean I have a Switch. If there was a like legit Pokemon game, <laughs> I'd probably pick it up. Yeah, it's free to play, so why not? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then uh, hopefully in the next podcast there will be more news of, of other large titles that have uh, been announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's it for me. Uh, Alex, did you have anything you wanted to talk about? Yeah, one last thing. Uh, I heard that Crackdown 3, with all the hype that was behind it and everything, is uh, delayed. Probably indefinitely, what, but why? we don't know. So... That's there it is. Sorry, Terry Crews. <laughs> Even you couldn't save this. But I have, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Saints Row 4, so I don't need it. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Jeff, anything you wanted to talk about? Um, on Netflix, they had another season of The Toys That Made Us. I don't know if you guys have watched oh, any I haven't of seen. that. I mean, I've seen the first season. Yeah, so this one, it's like Hello Kitty, Transformers, and Star Trek toys. Oh, cool. Yeah. I want to say maybe there was a fourth one. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's interesting. And um, what else? I There's one thing, which I don't remember. And then uh, for those wondering, Solo has come out. Uh, but so far, I've only been the only one who's seen it. So we'll wait until these other guys watch it. And we'll get, we'll get an episode out there soon. Spoiler alert, Jeff didn't like it. I didn't hate it either. Oh, okay. There you go. It's in between. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Um, yeah, that's all I got. All right. So, all right. Yeah, all right. that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.